Welcome to the Women in Public Policy Program Seminar Series Podcast at the Harvard Kennedy School. Hi everyone, welcome. I'm so excited that you're here. This is our second to last seminar of the series. And um, we've had a very successful semester um, this year. Our our podcast has been downloaded for a total of 26,000 times. That's 8,000 times just this semester. So it's a really um, great community of people that come together. Many of you know us already, we're the Women in Public Policy Program, a research center here at the Kennedy School. We close gender gaps in economic opportunity, political participation, health, and education. And just as a reminder to our community, both in the room and in the podcast community, um, please turn off your cell phones or put them on silence. And also, questions should be on topic and end with a question mark. And with that, with those ground rules in mind, it is my pleasure to introduce Mark Graugrau, who's a WAP fellow with us this year. Um, Mark's presentation today is on fathers and work-family balance, mixed methods for understanding fatherhood involvement and enrichment experiences. He uses mixed methods to explore the benefits of fatherhood involvement for both fathers and their jobs. And his research more broadly, <coughs> pardon me, spans work-family balance, enrichment, multiple roles, parenting, and quality time. Mark received his PhD in social policy from the School of Social and Political Science at the University of Edinburgh, and he also serves as an academic collaborator at the International Center of Work and Family in IESE Business School, and as a researcher at the University, the International University of Catalonia. He has previously served as a research assistant at the International Center for Work and Family, um, at IESE Business School and as a global affiliate at the Sloan Center on Aging and Work at, at Boston College. Um, and finally, before you get started, because I know everybody wants to hear your presentation today, you are also the co-editor of a book, The Work-Family Balance in Light of Globalization and Technology, which offers innovative approaches to how technology, globalization, managers, and gender issues are affecting the dynamics of work and family balance around the world. And that's currently available. <laughs> <laughs> we look forward to your talk, Mark. Okay. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Nicole, for this lovely presentation. And before to start, I would like to thank WAP for your continued support, for allowing me to be a WAP fellow here for today, and because I'm feeling like at home. <laughs> so thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And talking about home, my wife is here, and I would like to say thank you. So, let's start. Today I'm going to present three studies that comes from my thesis that I finished in the University of Edinburgh. All of the three studies are related with fathers, are in Catalonia, and talk about work family balance. The first one is trying to understand the predictors, the antecedents of fatherhood involvement. The second one is trying to understand the positive side of being involved in multiple roles. And the last one is not positive, it's negative. It's about the potential barriers that involved fathers may suffer. So let's start. So after finishing my bachelor in business administration, I worked four years in a German company. And there I realized that normally suffer a social problem that is time famine. That is this feeling, the, uh, this perception of not having enough time to fulfill all our duties, no? And I realized 
if I want to be a good father in this company and I want to be a good worker, I don't know how I can do it working from 9 to 9. So I decided to quit my job and to start a PhD on this. Here I am. But time for me is still a, a real problem. For example, in America, this is from the Pew Research Center, almost half percent of the American parents admit that it's not easy for them to find this work family balance. In Europe, 20% of the of the workers said that they, they always feel extremely tired when they arrive at home to fulfill all these uh, family duties. No? Another motivation is gender equality. So, like, almost all Europeans and also Americans agree that gender equality is a fundamental right and that reducing this gender inequality is extremely necessary. But as we have seen in all these previous WAP seminars, still have gender inequality almost everywhere, no? in organizations, in political representation that we have also a talk, in the academia, and for sure home, and probably at home. <laughs> <laughs> but normally when we talk about gender inequality, we focus on the gender gaps on mothers, and we should still be focused on these gender gaps in women. But we need also, in some sense, to understand men and fathers, no? Because sometimes it seems that we have this image of the distant breadwinner as an average. And maybe it's true that this is an average. And there are little nuances that we should try to understand. Yeah? Like these images, that at the end, there are average faces of these guys in each country. No? So I decided to focus on men to understand. No? Because I saw it in like, a pseudo-ethnography that I did while working there for four years. No? Men, in some sense, they suffer. So, Let's try to understand what happened there. No? As we said, work family balance is a real issue. It is a real issue, first, because these two domains where we devote, I don't know which percentage, but a huge percentage of our life, first, are totally different domains. So we try to, sometimes, it seems like it's the same, but it's not the same. So like, for the physical, yeah. So for example, I have this lovely book. Tonias, that he was the founder of this sociology in Germany. No? And he clearly distinguished between Gemeinschaft, that is the family, and Gesellschaft, that is the society or the organization. No? And the logics are totally different. So in the market, uh, there is conditionality. So if you fail, probably you're out. At home, if I fail, my mom or my wife, maybe. Uh, so the support is unconditional, no? In the workplace, we have extrinsic, extrinsic motivation now, utilitarianism, and at fi the family, so it's more to send them. No? At the work, we like the visible things, family is invisible. So, so the logics, for sure, are totally different. And, and succeeded in one, it doesn't lead to succeed to the other one. No? Bartolome, who is a Spanish professor now, that did the PhD in the Harvard Business School. In fact, I read the, this, this dissertation that it was in. 1972 about the tenderness among ex executives. And it's a lovely dissertation like 40 years ago talking about the tenderness of executive, male executives. And he said, the most, I don't know if you see it, the most pervasive wrong assumption executives told, hold is that management, family life is easy. <coughs> no? Because you assume that you are good while not your work, but you don't need to be good at home, no? Because they are totally different and you need 
different. And then there is this lovely book from Richard Sennett about the corrosion of character. And they say that the logic of the market, the career, is penetrating to the family. So this conditionality is coming here. This extrinsic motivation is coming here. No? But it can be the other way around. So sometimes the family or all these uh, characteristics are coming to the logic of the career. No? But for sure, this work, and I will focus to the positive side, but, but it's an important negative side. No? That word family conflict has an impact on stress. Even in my office, eh? my, uh, we were a team of 30 people and four died too from heart attack. So that's serious business. Maybe it's not <laughs> from stress, but this is serious. Eh? Yeah. And two from cancer that we have no idea, but, but that's serious business. Eh? Absenteeism, elderly, so less time for our beloved, burnout. We have less children that we know. No, Shiana, Mary, they know a lot <laughs> about this. Uh, but yeah, there is a gap of one child between fertility, the real fertility rate, and the desired fertility rate. And the reason is because we don't have time, or it's too late, and it's too late is because we have work family conflict. Well. And we're fathers. I like fathers because it seems that fatherhood is in transition, you know? So the breadwinner mother has been a road, and now dual income partners are becoming the new norm. Also, fathers are doing more child care than previous generations. And not for all of them, but word family balance is a priority for at least an important number of men. No? And then contemporary fathers, on average, are devoting more time to childcare than past generations. And we are seeing also some fathers that decide to stay at home. No? So at least fatherhood is in transition. And it's a hot topic, not only in the academia that is this, but in the media. Uh, this, this, for example, a meeting of dead bloggers <laughs> that every year, well, I don't know, but yeah. So they have a meeting, and then they, they share their experiences, because they only talk in this blog about the experiences of being a father. So it seems that yeah, it's becoming a topic everywhere, no? Here, these lovely papers from Bianchi compare the number of minutes that fathers devote in the 60s and in the 90s, no? and we can see that there is an important increase. But as you can see here, obviously, the mother is doing much more, even if the, this ratio has been reduced. No? The father is doing more but mothers are also devoting more time than 40 years ago. So it, <laughs> at the end, children are receiving more time than ever, probably. And also there is this lovely article from Blam that is saying that the cultural image of fatherhood has been evolved from the moral teacher to the distant breadwinner to the sex role models to the new nurturing father, you know? But at the end, this is our average, no? If you talk about, I don't know, sometimes I try to ask to my grandmother about her father, no? And I don't think, so that, I don't know, that all the previous fathers were distant breadwinners, no? So maybe all these typologies coexist in some sense, no? Even, I found this article but in, a, in a journal of history that talks about the fatherhood like two centuries ago. And they say, maybe it was, they were sensible men. <laughs> and also, if, if you read the letters from Mozart to his father and to his father to Mozart, so for sure it was a sensible man and not a December winner. 
or uh, Thomas More to help out there. But at the end, there are only exceptions, no? But I don't know. I'm not sure that the, the I don't know. To categorize all the files like December winners, no? And I like that.